Tim's News Explosion. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Tim's News Explosion on this Cyber Monday, the 28th of November, 2022. So Cyber Monday is your last chance to grab any Black Friday sales discounts because the sales go all weekend in this uh, globalized world of ours. And remember, there won't be sales like this again until the Boxing Day New Year sales. We are live on the Wilmsfront YouTube, DLive and Odyssey channels, as well as on the Interactive Entropy software. You can send through a super chat to support Unshackled Productions or send send a direct question. Uh, good to see everyone back uh, from Saturday night. Uh, Lady of Shalott says, I'll buy some more uh, black pills. P. Cosyman says, yeah, everything sucks. And Castle Match says the Victorian Liberal Party is irredeemable at this point. Well, it is 8.30 p.m. here in Melbourne, Victoria, at the beginning of Dan Andrews' third term as Premier, and his Labor government was re-elected uh, in uh, Saturday's election and Dan Andrews has been returned as the, well, looks, well, nothing's formal yet, but he's projected to retain his own seat of Mulgrave. Uh, so let's have a look at uh, where things stand with the count at the moment. We'll look at the, the ABC's official uh, results. Uh, so this is how, as things stand at the moment. So ALP 51 out of 88 lower house seats, the LMP 25, the Greens 4, and there being no independents. So seats in doubt. Bass in Melbourne's outer southeast. The ALP is slightly ahead. The seat of Hastings on the Western Port side of the Mornington Peninsula. Labor is ahead with their celebrity candidate, uh, Paul Mercurio from Strictly Ballroom. In Hawthorne, uh, John Pesciuto looks like he will re-enter Parliament, uh, beating both Labor and uh, the Teal candidate there. Mornington, a former federal Liberal MP, Chris Cruther, is slightly ahead of the Teal Challenger. But yeah, if you have a look at uh, some of when when these when the last results were fed into the fed into the the tally. So Mornington, it was on Sunday morning at 1.42 a.m. When you look at Hastings, 1.15 a.m. Now of course Narakan is the is normally a safe liberal seat. It's been deferred because of the death of the the National Party candidate. 
Northcote, the ALP is ahead of the Greens there. Pakenham, which is also in Melbourne's uh, outer southeast, is also neck and neck. Uh, that result hasn't been updated since yesterday. And then in the inner Melbourne seat of Preston, or oh, keeps going in between Labor, the Greens, and the independent candidates. Uh, so Labor has a majority in the lower house. In the, the upper house, uh, the, the count continues. And the, one of the, the upsides about uh, group voting tickets is that it can give a provisional uh, results quite quickly based on the the calculators that Anthony Green puts into the the ABC. Teals didn't do so well. That was one of the silver linings there. Castle match. P. Cosman says not a single seat was won by the freedom movement, not one. That's it, Kaput done, finished all over Red Rover. Well, there is hope in the northern Victoria region uh, where the One Nation candidate up there, Ricky Lee Tyrell, is in fourth place there, uh, just behind, or just in front of, I should say, the Animal Justice Party candidate, Georgia Purcell. Of course, the, the big uh, winner uh, from uh, the, the Legislative Council results so far is the legalized cannabis party. They could win up to three seats. Uh, the Fiona Patton looks like she's going to be re-elected. Jeff Borman from the Shooters Vision and Farmers Party looks like he's going to be re-elected. A wipeout for Darren Hinch's Justice Party there. Uh, so the Labor Party looks like it's lost three seats, which is good, but the Greens have gained two seats. Liberal Party have gained two. The Nationals two. Uh, so the others four, that's three legalised cannabis and one DLP in the, the northeastern metropolitan region there. So I'll just go in there. Oh, no, it's... DLP is not there at the moment. Uh, so it looks the second Liberal candidate is there, but DLP is a chance in the, the northeastern metro region. But as you have a look at uh, how much is, is counted in, in each region, uh, only 50%, and then they've got to count all the, the below the line votes as well. Uh, so we're the voters uh, who voted below the line, such as myself, we chose our preferences. Uh, so they all get, uh, well, as the the VEC, they're providing uh, updates. Uh, they're what is, uh, where they've got their, I'll go to their, their uh, dis, uh, sorting fact from fiction, and they've got a misinformation register. Uh, so what is that? They describe misinformation as when the information is spread that is believed to be true by those who are sharing it, but which is actually incorrect. Disinformation is when information is designed to be deliberately mislead and influence public opinion and school the truth for malicious and deceptive purposes. So it's got in its misinformation register here, uh, misinformation, the VC uses Dominion or uh, Smartmatic vote counting software. In fact, lower house ballot papers are counted by hand under the supervision of scrutineers. Upper house ballots are counted using software that has been developed in-house and has been independently 
audited. And it also goes here, uh, the VEC use pencils at voting centers so we can change your vote. Fact, we offer pencils at voting centers because they do not dry out or get jammed like pens can. You're welcome to bring your own pen if you like. Scrutinies are appointed by each candidate and can observe all aspects of ballot handling, such as vote counting. They challenge us if they think we've made a mistake. And they've also got their uh, daily update here. So what did they do today? So they did rechecks of votes counted in voting centres and early voting centres. And uh, the two-party preferred, two-candidate preferred and recheck of votes taken by the Telephone Assisted Voting Centre will commence at the centralised activity centre for all districts by 2pm and list otherwise candidates. They list what are the close seats. And the incorrect two-candidate preferred predictions. Uh, the two-candidate preferred TCP count is intended to provide an early indication of election result, but has not no status in determining the actual outcome. The following two-candidate prefers uh, uh, two. Oh, that's a tongue twister. The following two-candidate preferred predictions were incorrect, and so this is where it's not classic liberal Labor. It can be liberal. Labor, Independent, Green, Teal, whatever. And uh, so the upper house upper house count, uh, so first preference primary counts occur at the early voting centres with the exception of votes from the Melbourne district early voting. Uh, you, you, you get the idea here. Uh, so there's the, the votes that are slower to count uh, because if are uh, the the postals and absent votes. So a vote cast on election day at a voting centre outside the district, the voter is enrolled to and postal cast by vote. Because if you actually will go back to a, the, the live results and we'll go for the, the full party totals here. Uh, so two candidate preferred estimates, so Labor 54, Coalition 46, that's the 3.6% swing to the LNP. But because the swing away from Labor uh, was in their safe northern seats uh, where the, the uh, these residents up there did it extremely tough and brutal during lockdown uh, because they're still incredibly safe Labor seats. Uh, they didn't lose them. In fact, it doesn't look like there'll be much change to the makeup of the chamber because Labor actually won a few seats in the eastern suburbs where the the middle class laptop class were pretty okay uh, with lockdowns and 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 are rewarded uh, Dan Andrews and Labor for it but if you have a look only 68.5% counted uh, counting's finished for this for the day so still a lot to count and uh, so I'm Stephen Morris says Labor lost 7% of its primary vote but gained two seats, rotten, rotten system. Well, that's when there's 88 individual electorates. We don't have a proportional representation system that sometimes there can be changes in primary votes, but not, not in the actual distribution of seats. Now, something unusual happened on election day that uh, some polling stations ran out of ballots. I've never heard of this happening 
in Australian elections. It happens in the US. So the VEC posted, we are aware of a limited number of voting centres running out of printed district ballot papers earlier today. This may have been because people voting outside of their district. How do you run out of uh, ballots for the local district then, that doesn't make sense. Replacement balance were provided to each voting centre. No voters were turned away or missed out on voting due to this. In the interim, voters were provided with blank ballots with, can with candidates' names handwritten on the ballot. This is an acceptable approach in this situation. And also the VEC addressed the situation in Mulgrave. I, where the two-party uh, preferred count is wrong because it's between the Labor candidate, uh, Dan Andrews, who currently is above 50% primary vote, and uh, the, the two-party preferred is between him and the Liberal challenger, Michael Pastrono, who actually finished third uh, independent, uh, Ian Cook, of course, of iCook Foods, whose business was shut down by Dan Andrews, Chief Health Officer Brett Sutton. So they said on Twitter, we understand a candidate in Mulgrave has, re has requested a corrected two candidate preferred count. This is not a recount. Recounts occur close to final results, which won't be known for several days. It is, and they say that a two-candidate preferred is indicative only. It does not determine the outcome of an election. Before election day, we chose the two candidates we think most likely to be in the lead. Sometimes this two-CP is incorrect. It is too early at this stage to say who is most likely to finish second in Mulgrave, but due to the significant margin in this district, we will not be correcting the two-candidate preferred. Remember, the two-CP count is for information only and there's no bearing on the outcome of election. So that sounds like that they're not going to correct that uh, that two-party preferred, even though Ian Cook is second because they seem to say that Dan Andrews is so far ahead. And so they replied to this, uh, this question by Liza, at the risk of having my question ignored as, as it was the last three times, how does this affect statistics going forward? Maybe I'm incorrect, but I assumed winning margins and swings were based off the closest contender, not third place. And they say the 2CP count has no bearing on the election outcome, is an indie account, repeating the same thing, and is aimed at providing an early indication of who a successful candidate may be. We conduct full preference distributions for districts where there isn't an absolute majority, i.e., when a candidate receives less than 50% of the vote. We'll know which district these are when votes have been admitted to the count. You can track our daily counting activities. So, it's, it doesn't sound like the VEC is not going to release a, a full distribution of preferences there, which I believe happens at the federal level, uh, which as that uh, questioner there, Emily said that it, the two-party the, the, the two preferred uh, result is, is used by election statisticians for calculating margins and swings in preparation for the, the next election there. So that is quite unusual there. Now, despite these, uh, the, 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 the count taking, what is it, uh, the VC has said, up to two weeks and uh, deciding, uh, well, uh, determining who's elected to the upper house uh, will take even longer. Uh, but, uh, Matthew Guy did uh, concede the election on election night to uh, Dan Andrews. So what is in store uh, for Dan Andrews' third term? 
he is has committed to serving the full four years as premier. Uh, so what can we expect? Well, uh, let's see what he said in his uh, opening remarks in his uh, election victory speech. Yes. Yes. Leadership isn't about doing what's popular. Leadership is about doing what's right. Yes. Leadership is about doing what matters. These last few years have been incredibly challenging. We've had to make some very difficult decisions, some very tough decisions, and Victorian families and businesses right across our state have had a very difficult time. This was a one in 100 year event. And because of the tough decisions that we made, and as important in some respects, even more importantly, the fact that Victorians stuck together, the fact that Victorians through kindness and compassion, through connection and care, looked out for each other, went and got vaccinated, because vaccines work. Because as a community, we were not, as some would say, divided. We were instead united in our faith in science and in our faith and care for and in each other. That sense of kindness that sense of connection, that sense that we are all in this together has been confirmed today as well. Friends, hope always defeats hate. I mean, the nerve of him to say that his side of politics is about kindness and care and uh, that uh, he defeated hate. I mean, he, through uh, his daily press conferences uh, during uh, his lockdowns, he was he was uh, one of the the the, the biggest, I, I would say I, I would say meanies I have ever seen. He was certainly not kind or nor compassion, always say Victoria Police is coming after you, don't do this, don't do that, otherwise I'll lock down you for longer. Uh, caring about human rights and freedoms is selfish and, and stupid. I mean, like, it's the, the gaslighting was on full display in, the, in that speech there, basically, say, uh, saying that uh, he believes that his pandemic policies, the lockdowns, the vaccine mand mandates were all were all vindicated there. And obviously the alarming thing is it sounds like that if needed, he'd do it all, all again. And that uh, the uh, majority of Victorian public would be fine with that. Because man says, so apparently the Shrine of Remembrance means nothing then. Might as well tear it down there. Senator Slayer says, love defeated hate this election. It's sort of similar to Hillary Clinton's slogan, which thankfully she, she lost. Love trumps hate. Senator Slayer says, Tim, was there election fraud? I don't know. I went through uh, the questions uh, that uh, people have for the, the VEC. Uh, there's still 30% of the, the vote for that count. Now, because Dan Andrews, he only needs to serve until Easter 
next year uh, to become the longest serving Labor Premier in Victoria's history. Henry Bolte, Liberal Premier for 17 years, is still the long, uh, longest serving uh, Premier. When he serves, a, when, when he knocks up 300 day, 3,000 days in office, uh, he will get a bronze statue. And uh, Australians versus the Agenda, Anthony Kalouf, a, did a mashup of what's likely to happen uh, to this uh, bronze statue of Dan. Next year, Daniel Andrews will reach two other significant milestones. He'll become the longest serving Labor Premier and on his 3000th day in the job, he'll earn himself a bronze statue. Yes, and uh, like I said on election night, I'm not inciting anyone to, to do anything, to use that terminology, but if that statue does get erected, and the next day Dan was asked about it and he said he wasn't fussed about getting a, a statue, probably because he knows that it would be constantly vandalised or taken down or uh, whatever, I mean... <laughs> There's a lot of people who would absolutely be disgusted by that statue in, in, in the same way uh, that many of us are disgusted by statues of Vladimir Lenin and Karl Marx. Now, the mayor of Melbourne, Sally Cap, more like Sally Crap, uh, she, just on Friday before the election, I said in a speech that the lockdown was actually uh, good uh, for Melbourne. So she she said uh, that uh, at a TEDx Melbourne uh, talk, or well, was pre-released uh, remarks, pre-recorded remarks, there aren't many who will stand in front of a crowd like this and say COVID has been good for anything or anyone, Miss Cab is expected to say at the TEDx Melbourne event. And then she said, and then she says, now, th now that's what I, she said, she claims that economic activity in Melbourne has recovered to pre pandemic levels and will total 150 billion by 2031. Now that's what I call lockdown to boomtown. Melbourne has emerged bruised, but bolder and braver because of it all. It's thanks to the debilitating impacts of COVID, the 262 days of a broken city and community that we have achieved the seemingly impossible. Pure had taken risks, dreams big, and accelerated progress, she stated in the speech. So that's basically the, the build back better message because Melbourne's, uh, Melbourne's CBD and spirit uh, was so crushed uh, by Dan Andrews' lockdowns uh, that, uh, well, of course, it was always going to be re like like activity was going to reemerge. But uh, she she's obviously claiming that yes, it's 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 better than it was before. Now the birthplace of lockdowns and COVID zero, uh, which uh, Australia and particularly Victoria adopted in 2020-2021, uh, communist China. Uh, the, 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 the virus began in, in Wuhan, China, 
where uh, they they did the the full a uh, lockdown or locked them up in their apartments and and weld the doors. Well, now the Chinese people are finally uh, because uh, Xi Jinping is still maintaining a uh, COVID zero uh, two and a half years after. Well, it was. It's three years uh, since the, the virus first emerged in China, uh, despite uh, the administering of the, the Sinovax vaccine. Uh, in his uh, re-election re pitch for an unprecedented third term as a, a Chinese president, not he was elected by his uh, CCP lackeys. Obviously, there's no democracy in China. It's a one-party totalitarian uh, dictatorship. The people have finally had enough enough there. And I'll just play this montage here. So it all began. Uh, so this is a, a flyer that was at an apartment tower in Erdang, uh, Xinjiang province. Ten people died in this lockdown apartment tower because the I Brigade couldn't get there because of the, the COVID lockdown. This is where a lot of Uyghurs live as well. And this was in Shanghai, the protests. This, this triggered uh, this fire, this death in the name of COVID zero. That has triggered an outpouring of anger and grief uh, from people that died. This is in Shanghai, where they're shouting. We want freedom, uh, down with uh, Xi Jinping, down with CCP, this is in Beijing, uh, where they're tearing down the barricades there, the lockdown barricades there. So this type of uh, protest rebellion, open, uh, open, and this is the, the Foxconn iPhone factory. Uh, in Xiaojiang uh, there because the, the workers, they've been forced to live in that factory away from their families because of COVID outbreaks there. And this is in Wuhan, so it's come full circle and this is what you can hear with gunshots there. What sounds like gunshots there. So what is going to happen? Because yeah, the, the CCP has not had an open rebellion against again against the party and against the president uh, since uh, 1989, and we all know what happened with uh, Tiananmen Square. Uh, it was a brutal crackdown uh, against the largely young student activists once the tanks came in and massacred them uh, then the the secret police they rounded up a uh, the ringleaders and protesters in the the middle of the the night and not a, a lot a lot of the uh, the CCP police were standing back there that's because obviously 33 years after Tiananmen Square I uh, the CCP has their vast internet surveillance state so they're obviously uh, taking uh, uh, taking notice of who's there and they'll track them down with their with their facial recognition and uh, get their social credit score to, to zero and uh, disable their their health pass and uh, they'll probably be the goons in the middle of the the night 
a obviously uh, the for those who know the history of the the CCP, they believe that why the Soviet Soviet Union collapsed and Mikhail Gorbachev a oversaw the dissolution of the Soviet Union is because he allowed protests to happen. So don't uh, like don't underestimate the uh, brutality and bloodshed that the the CCP would undertake to maintain power but the thing is they've they, they've said that they're doing this uh, zero covert because they want to save lives and if they send in the tanks to massacre uh, people uh, then what is it they're massacring people to to save people and one of the like because the, there's so many CCP uh, covert zero simps in the 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 western uh, Western world, and they say, "Oh, we should hope that uh, CCP maintains COVID uh, zero because, well, as you saw with the iPhone factory there, the Western supply chains will be will be crippled." And apparently, like, remember how we we're we're all supposed to pay like high food prices and high fuel prices uh, to to uh, support show solidarity with the defense of, of Ukraine. But apparently, according to these people, that uh, oh, it's too much to ask uh, to give up the latest iPhone to support uh, freedom for the the Chinese people against CCP tyranny. I mean, I unhappily give up uh, the the latest iPhone here if it meant that uh, the Chinese people uh, could be could be finally freed uh, from that uh, from that totalitarian surveillance and now biosecurity state. I mean, they're risking a lot there. They they could be killed, uh, locked up forever. Their families could be killed, locked up uh, to, uh, uh, forever and uh, forever. And this is basically uh, the 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 whole west the the whole uh, whole approach uh, that well. The, the the West copying the the CCP lockdown, now it's it's coming back full circle. Now this uh, the fact that the Chinese people are revolting and want freedom. I mean, we should now this this should be a lesson to like it should dawn on people in the the West now who thought that uh, the CCP lockdowns were the the way to go, is that now we should pledge never again. I mean, look at what is happening uh, to the place which pioneered the pioneered uh, the COVID uh, response, and the uh, as we've seen the stats, the place the places that didn't lock down, uh, Sweden and and Florida. Uh, Sweden has done much better than all of the rest of the world in terms of excess. Uh, deaths. Uh, so has uh, other Nordic countries that didn't have a brutal lockdown like Norway and Denmark and, and Finland. And of course, Florida has done well, it was done around about the same, if not better, for age-adjusted mortality than places that did uh, brutally lock down like New York and California. I'm a stupid moron says, wow, Tim seems pretty pissed tonight. Maybe Dan get, getting uh, getting reelected is is making him angry. Well, I certainly <laughs> don't want a a repeat of uh, a repeat of uh, what we saw in Dan's second term uh, to be uh, to happen in his third term. And it's good to see that he is uh, that Dan's fanboy Xi Jinping is is finally 
having some pushback uh, against against him there. And obviously, we this is not the the first widespread rebellion we have seen in a totalitarian country. Uh, the uh, the protests in Iran uh, are triggered uh, by the the death in custody of that young young woman who uh, was arrested for not wearing a hijab. It's still going there. Uh, that uh, that revolution you could call it rebellion against the theocratic uh, Sharia. A regime there in Iran, and the Iranian uh, men's football team uh, in their first game against England, uh, they did not sing their national anthem, which is a lot more gutsy uh, standing up to your own country than uh, the England captain Harry Kane wanting to wear a a rainbow one love arm game. Uh, armband. I mean, they could face sanction when they get back to Iran. Those players, they did, they did sing the anthem in their second game against Wales, uh, which they they beat two 0 The World Cup is certainly showing up uh, some quite incredible, uh, strange uh, results. Uh, Japan, who beat Germany uh, in the in the, in the first in the first lot of matches, lost to Costa Rica last night and we also saw germany uh bounce back against spain one all uh so and of course uh, australia uh while we're on air on election night beat tunisia one nil which means our destiny is in our own hands if uh, australia beats denmark on wednesday morning at uh, 2 a.m then through to the uh, round of 16 for the first time since 2006 Lady of Charlotte says the rainbow Rolex Kane was wearing was disgusting. They managed to make an expensive watch look cheap and nasty. Well, he managed to because it was on his watch. Uh, get away with it. It wasn't uh, obvious uh, that uh, the Qatari authorities could uh, could could uh, get it off him because they've continued to turn away Westerners from stadiums wearing uh, rainbow rainbow outfits. Now let's move over to the United States, where of course uh, we've had uh, Donald Trump. He has announced that he is going to be seeking a a second term, have another crack at a second term in 2024, running for the Republican nomination. But uh, there is now another maverick, madman, stable genius, eccentric uh, candidate in the the 2024 election and that is Ye, the rapper formerly known as Kanye West who had a much publicized dinner uh, at uh, Mar-a-Lago uh, with uh, Trump where he bought uh, Nick Fuentes host of America First who was called by the mainstream media a white supremacist even though he's helping to run the campaign of a black man and also with them uh, was Milo Yiannopoulos as well, who we haven't seen for a number of years, though he was on Tim Pool shows recently. So uh, Ye uh, released his his first first presidential uh, campaign advertisement on Twitter. Oh, that's not it. 
I think the thing that Trump was most perturbed about, me asking him to be my vice president, I think that was like lower on the list of things that caught him off guard. It was the fact that I walked in with intelligence. So Trump is really impressed with Nick Fuentes. And Nick Fuentes, unlike so many of the lawyers and so many people that he was left with on his 2020 campaign, he's actually a loyalist. When he didn't know what the lawyers is, you'll still have your lawyer list. And when all the lawyers said, forget it, Trump's done, there are loyalists running up yep. in the White House, right? And my question would be, why, when you had the chance, did you not free the January Sixers? And I came to him as someone who loves Trump, and I said, go and get Corey back. Go and get these people that the media tried to cancel and told you to step away from. He basically gives me this would-be mob-esque kind of story talking to some kid from the south side of Chicago trying to sound mobby or whatever. He goes into the story about all that he went through to get Alice Johnson out of jail and how he didn't do it for Kim, but he did it for me. But then he goes on to say that Kim is a You could tell her I said that. And I was thinking like, that's the mother of my children. Since we know, and all the Christians in America that love Trump know that Trump is a conservative, we're going to demand that you hold all policies directly to the Bible. When Trump started basically screaming at me at the table telling me I was going to lose, I mean, has that ever worked for anyone in history? To <laughs> You're going to lose. Tell him he's going to lose. lose. Tell I'm like, well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on <laughs> Trump. You're talking to Yay. And uh, as uh, you heard Ye there, he uh, said that uh, Trump liked Nick Fuentes and obviously uh, the uh, neocons in the Republican Party, such as uh, Mike uh, Pompeo and Chris Christie, uh, said that uh, Trump shouldn't have been in the same room as uh, anti-Semites. And so uh, Trump put out a statement on Truth Social, uh, talking about the, the dinner, and I'll try to read it in my best Trump voice. So I help a seriously troubled man who just happens to be black, yeah, Kanye West, who has been decimated in his business and virtually everything else, who and who, oh, and who has always been good to me by allowing his request for a meeting at Mar-a-Lago alone so that I can give him very much needed advice. He shows up with three people, two of which I didn't know, the other a political person who I have not seen in years. I told him, don't run for office, total waste of time, can't win, fake news, went crazy. And also not happy that uh, Trump uh, was uh, in the, the the same dinner room as Ye Milo and Nick Fuentes uh, was Ben Shapiro of the the Daily Wire, who tweeted, and uh, I'll try to read this in my Ben Shapiro voice. A good way not to accidentally dine with vile racists and anti-Semites you don't know is to not dine with a vile racist and anti-Semite you do know. Uh, sounded similar to uh, my Trump voice there. I don't think I can, I can, maybe I need to sort of train, train, train my Ben Shapiro voice. Now, Ye responded uh, on, on Twitter uh, with the, the fact that uh, the Daily Wire received 
$100,000 from Ron DeSantis, uh, Trump's, the the governor of Florida, who many pundits believe is the the main challenger to Trump in the Republican primaries, even though DeSantis hasn't announced anything. He's only just been re-elected. Uh, so Ben Shapiro responded to Yee's tweet, Shapiro starvingly accepts $100,000 from one of my opponents, then tries to trash me. Sadly, you've trashed yourself, Shapiro says. You didn't need my help. It wasn't me. It wasn't the Jews. It was you. And Shapiro's co-founder at uh, the Daily Wire, uh, Jeremy Borang, he was too honest here. He says, we've accepted far more than that from your opponents. DeSantis has rented our list. Trump has rented our list. Virtually every major Republican figure has rented our list at some point. Stupid argument. So basically, Jeremy Borang is admitting that the Daily Wire uh, gives, and it sounds like they, yeah, they sell uh, their... Uh, mailing lists, well, their their supporters' data uh, to Republican candidates there, which is which is quite outrageous. Like you sign up for a Daily Wire newsletter or a Daily Wire Plus, and you get all these spam from uh, Republican candidates who you might not support. <clears throat> Email lists. Boring. That's his real name. Heck, yes. Well, it's it's it, it, that's how it's pronounced. Uh, boring. And uh, now you heard a uh, ye uh, claim uh, that Trump uh, called his ex-wife uh, Kim Kardashian a a disgusting word. Uh, Kim Kardashian has uh, finally broken her silence on the uh, heinous uh, Balenciaga uh, sc- uh, scandal, uh, that, uh, that high uh, fashion retailer, who you will remember last week, uh, released on their Instagram a, a, a photos of young children ho- holding uh, teddy bears in bondage, uh, uh, in bondage, and also at the, uh, they posted a photo of a handbag and underneath was a uh, Supreme Court decision, Ashcroft uh, versus Free Speech Coalition, uh, which was a Supreme Court case which wound back a law, which wound back a couple of clauses in a law, uh, in a law uh, against child pornography. I think it rolled back uh, some of the the laws against virtual uh, child pornography. I haven't read in detail the decision myself, but basically what that implied is that uh, Balenciaga were basically double checking that uh, they could get away with a photo shoot like that, that it was all lawful according to the Supreme Court precedents. That was probably the uh, the thing that confirmed that, yeah, this was, you know, th- th- this was not an meant to be an innocent photo shoot. And it was, it was meant to be a perverse, disgusting and, and uh, child abusing photo shoot. And it was also picked up in another Balenciaga uh, 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 photo that on the, in another photo, a, it, 
there is a book on the shelf by Michael Bormans, an artist who created Fire from the Sun, which is a series of paintings depicting naked toddlers. Now, this is just what uh, Balenciaga has decided to share with the world. Like, imagine what else is on their bookshelves and what other documents are in their offices or what's on the, you know, what, what else is there? I mean, we're just seeing what they're posting openly, publicly. And uh, so they nuked their, their Instagram and uh, they have now nuked their Twitter as well. They tried to blame the photographer for this, Blanchiago, uh, but the photographer said, like, look, I just took the photos. Uh, like, I didn't have any say on the, what was there, the models. And, uh, the, uh, of course, it, like, uh, uh, being a high-end fashion retail, Blanchiago, they would have, there would be so many steps between pre-production, designing the photo shoot, taking the photos, then choosing which one to put and then publicizing it in a campaign. Uh, so Kim Kardashian, she's come out around about six days later to denounce uh, Blanquiago because she had worked with them. Uh, so she said, I've been quiet for the past few days, not because I haven't been disgusted and outraged by the recent Blanchiago campaigns, but I, want, I wanted an opportunity to speak to their team to understand for myself how this could have happened. And she goes on to say, as a mother, I have been shaken by the disturbing images. The safety of children must be held with the highest regard and any attempts to normalize child abuse of any kind should have no place in our society, period. I'm glad we can agree on that. I appreciate uh, Blanchiago's removal of the campaign and apology, or the least they can do. In speaking with them, I believe they understand the seriousness of the issue and will take the necessary measures for this to never happen again. As for the future, as for my future with Blanchiago, I am currently reevaluating my relationship with the brand, basing it off their willingness to accept accountability for something that should never have happened to begin with and the actions I'm expecting to see them take to protect children. So she's going to be giving them a, a second chance. I mean, people aren't giving ye a, a, a second chance for uh, just speaking his beliefs. And what uh, Blanquiago ha has done with its campaigns is way more uh, disgusting uh, than what than any words than uh, come out of somebody's mouth. And uh, Yi himself uh, addressed uh, why you haven't seen many celebrities uh, denouncing uh, Blanquiago. We saw Adidas freeze my accounts we saw me get debanked this is and you think if that can happen to someone like me what's happening to all of america what's happening to all the world if you have an opinion even if you speak up there's so many people that they just they work in a regular job and they know if they say anything to their manager then they'll they'll lose their position they'll lose their job right you know, they, they tried to destroy me in press. They tried to destroy all of my businesses at the same time. And the world saw it and no one's saying anything. You know, as far as like none of the celebrities, so this just shows you all celebrities are controlled. You don't see no celebrities talking about the Balenciaga situation, right? So that just shows you all of these celebrities out here 
don't let them influence you in any way because they're controlled by the people who really influence the world. There's no such thing as a celebrity influencer. And uh, yeah, he also uh, did, I uh, forgot to play it before, a, a, an intro to one of uh, Nick Fuentes' America First episodes, which he now does on Cozy.tv, uh, which is also, that's the home of the Australia First uh, show uh, spin-off, uh, whether you can call it that, by uh, Josh Howes, who's uh, calling I jumped on last week. I'm Ye. Welcome to America First. We got a great show for you tonight. I'm Ye. Welcome to America. First. Uh, now, of course, all of this, uh, Ye, uh, 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 running for president in 2024 and uh, hiring Nick Fuentes and, and Milo, it's all Elon Musk's fault, even though uh, Nick Fuentes and Milo are still banned uh, from Twitter. And Musk, he's uh, he's not making Twitter a free-for-all. He's, well, he's made the uh, the hate speech or uh, pol policies about what speech isn't allowed on Twitter quite, uh, quite clear. Uh, so he said there can be no Holocaust denial, Sandy Hook denialism or 9-11 uh, de denialism. So you may disagree with his, uh, a, with his uh, hate speech or uh, de denial pol policies, uh, but at least they're clear. And uh, if you want to say those things, you can go on Gab, uh, which, is by, uh, which is run by Andrew Torba, who he is 100% uh, uh, for free speech and obviously doesn't include uh, pornography uh, in his definition of free speech, which uh, the US Supreme Court, uh, they did rule that the First Amendment covers uh, pornography as well, uh, FYI. And now Twitter was supposed to, was it supposed to like shut down, like it was supposed to collapse like last week? Uh, it, and it's still going. And Elon Musk has said, usership, uh, 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 more users have signed up, like real users, not bots. There's more engagement. Uh, everything is going up for, for Twitter. And even though uh, he uh, fired more than half the, the work, work, workforce, which just shows that they weren't doing anything. And uh, one of the worst uh, celebrities in uh, the United, United States, uh, Alyssa Milano, uh, she put out, I gave back my Tesla. I bought the Volkswagen EV. I love it. I'm not sure how advertisers can buy space on Twitter. Publicly traded companies' products being pushed in alignment with hate and white supremacy doesn't seem to be a winning business model. And the, the Hodge twins, those, uh, those two, uh, say uh, gym, uh, uh, gym and lifestyle, uh, uh, conservative uh, gym and lifestyle coaches, uh, they replied, Volkswagen was literally founded by the Nazis and Hitler, and Elon Musk replies 100%. Uh, now, Elon Musk, uh, because we're we're hearing a lot more about his his views since he is the 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 chief 
uh, Twit, and uh, we because we, he is uh, is uh, bringing back most speech uh, on on Twitter. Uh, what he says is quite anticipated now uh, by the world, and uh, he said on Twitter recently. Uh, in replying to the Proud Elephant, would you support Ron DeSantis in 2024, Elon? And he said yes. Now, in the in the past, uh, Musk has uh, supported uh, Democrats, uh, though he is definitely now uh, against uh, cancel culture. So he said that as a reminder, I was a significant supporter of the Obama-Biden presidency and reluctantly voted for Biden over Trump. My preference for the 2024 presidency is somewhat sensible and centrist. I had hoped that it, it, that would be the case for the Biden administration, but have been disappointed so far. So yes, and uh, obviously, uh, if the owner of Twitter expresses uh, support for a Republican, uh, then it's an extreme, st extreme threat to democracy. But of course, if uh, I, the 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 previous uh, owners of of Twitter and uh, Meta, YouTube, all meet with the, the FBI and the G DOJ uh, to uh, suppress right-wing misinformation that's that's perfectly okay that uh, that is uh, strengthening democracy now it's coming towards the the end of the show uh, we have i think it's the final sitting week of the the federal parliament uh, before uh, before the the end of year and uh, anthony albanese uh, secured the the vote of the teal independent senator david Ocock uh, to get his uh, multi-employer bargaining legislation through the the Senate, uh, which basically a like a, there, there can be a a bargaining agreement for a whole industry with multiple companies uh, negotiated by a union. Senator Slayer said. Uh, what's happened uh, to the extremism inquiries, Lamo? Well, we did have an update on a, the uh, terror threat uh, from Mike Burgess, the, the head of ASIO uh, today. Uh, so he uh, announced that he was uh, lowering uh, the uh, terrorism threat level uh, from probable to, to possible. Well, of course, anything including a terrorist attack is is always a, a possibility we hope uh, that it never occurs uh, so it had been at uh, probable uh, since uh, 2014 uh, when of course the islamic state uh, started to uh, started to attempt to build its caliphate uh, across iraq and syria uh, so remember that he told uh, that uh, federal extremism inquiry that he was, what is it, pretty sure there would be a terror attack in the next, what is that, 18 months, which hasn't happened. I'm a stupid Moran says, hey, Tim, are you going to the Melbourne Underground Film Festival? Would, be, would love to meet you in person. I'd buy you a beer. I am planning 
to uh, to to go to the opening night on on Saturday uh, the third of uh, December. I'll be releasing a report from Tiger Mount with Richard Wilsoncroft uh, tomorrow, uh, where he'll uh, it's basically an ad uh, for a the well it's uh, shortened to to Muff. A, there'll be an ad for for Muff and talking about the 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 program. Uh, uh, Senator Slay says Tim stays away from Muff. Well, I might not uh, this year. Uh, so yes, um, you might uh, see me there, and um, please uh, introduce uh, yourself because obviously I I know your uh, your name your YouTube names in the the live chat, but I don't know who you you really are, and so it'd be good to. Uh, good to to meet uh, some of you in person at uh, at some point. I did meet up with uh, Colin Penfolds uh, when I travelled to New South Wales in the the middle of uh, this year, which was uh, fantastic. We also uh, have the. Uh, we had the another significant development today in terms of the well uh, the debating campaign is going to go on for at least a, another year the aboriginal and torres strait, torres strait islander voice to parliament the uh, federal national party they came to a clear position of opposing uh, the uh, the constitutionally enshrined voice uh, saying that this is not going to to help anybody and uh, Jacinta Price, who is the, the CLP Senator from the Northern Territory Caucus with the Nationals, said that uh, Linda Burney uh, going uh, to the uh, going to remote communities with her Gucci bags, uh, telling them uh, telling them what's what's good for them is uh, is uh, not is not what uh, those communities need. It would have been interesting if Jacinta Price had had said if if uh, she was going up there with with her uh, uh, Bellagio handbags there, that would have certainly, I think, uh, been a sort of more lit comment there. And of course, the the Nationals did well at the at the Victorian state election. They won three seats that had been held by independents and uh, Danny O'Brien, who is a state national MP, said uh, that they were seriously reconsidering uh, the the coalition agreement. Uh, So there, what is it? There's four people who have put up their hands to be the the state liberal leader. So, what is that? There's Brad Batten, Ryan Smith, Richard Reedon, and probably John uh, John Prosciutto if he gets over the line. There, so Victorian Liberals will be a mess uh, for a while yet. So, a I know I'll as. As far as 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 far as things uh, stand at the moment, I'll likely be staying in Victoria in the the short term. I saw that uh, Topher Field uh, released a video today that said that he and his uh, wife uh, they're going to be moving uh, with their children to a another state uh, there, um, but he's going to still focus on uh, freedom education. Uh, so yes, we shall we 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 shall see uh, what the what uh, Dan's uh, third term reign uh, brings. But uh, thank you everyone 
for watching tonight. I thank, thank you for all of your viewership and support over the past few days uh, during our election coverage. Make sure uh, you keep checking out the unshackled.net. It's got our Unshackled production archive and also new articles. I just published one this afternoon summarizing the, the grievance Greens were senators, who of course are Lydia Thorpe and Maureen Faruqi. I, it's a comprehensive document of all their transgressions over their time in the parliament. So they're all there in one place all of all of their appalling appalling conduct there uh so go to the unshackled.net to check that out i don't know if there is uh if there is going to be a wilms front this thursday the final trad tasman talk occurs this friday night with myself Dewey, stephen and origin 6 p.m melbourne time on the unshackled youtube channel uh so make sure you catch the 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 grand finale of course, there'll continue to be a Tim's News Explosion every Monday at 8.30 p.m. Melbourne time on the Wilmsfront channels on YouTube, DLive and Odyssey. Uh, so I'll still do this uh, every Monday. I'm going to keep putting my uh, 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 book collection on these shelves uh, behind me. It does take a bit of a while to uh, bring them all in and uh, put them in some sort of, of order. I'm not sure because I haven't got that good a quality camera. Uh, I didn't purchase, I, I want to get a, a new professional uh, high quality camera, though I didn't purchase one at the Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales. I may do on, on Boxing Day, but it's with the current camera, can anyone see what the, the books are uh, behind me? Uh, let me know. But thank you again. Remember, stay safe, stay sane, try to stay positive. Uh, don't be too blackpilled. And uh, stay happy as well. I mean, it's we still live in, uh, despite tough times, a beautiful, wondrous world. I mean, I'm still an ultimate optimist, optimist in humanity and this earth. Uh, so I will continue to be here uh, to 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 make sure that I'm doing my bit in this uh, in this. Uh, Info War, as it's called, and uh, I'll see you all a later in the week. Good night, everybody. Tim's News Explosion. 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 Tim's news explosion.